Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That day I'll always remember. Yes, I will. That was the day. That my daddy died I never got a chance to see him Never heard nothing but bad things about him Mama, I'm depending on you To tell me the truth What it is Papa was a rolling stone Whether he let his life was his home all right, y'all. All right. All right. We had too much fun up in here. Yeah, we are back to ticket 93.7, the captain. And without further ado, Maestro, please. That's right, folks. I know it's been a while, but back by super popular demand, 2023, Adam Carriker Live. Adam, what's up, big fella? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy New Year, all that good stuff, man. New things. You got a chance to talk to Coach Rule. I'm jumping right into it. Tell me about that conversation and your thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was great. I really appreciated it. Um, you know, he actually reached out to me, which I really appreciated. And he brought up coming on the show. So I was like, oh, that's, yeah, I'll have you on the show. That'd be freaking awesome. So he comes on the show, and, dude, I sat down, and I listed every single question I wanted to ask him. There isn't a single question that I wanted to ask him that I didn't. And he answered them. He answered them forthright. He answered them honestly. Um, I appreciated his candor. If you haven't heard the interview, check it out. His confidence, his conviction, the way he wants to go about doing things. Like I said, the more I learn about this guy, the more I like him. Yeah, I I think the the it's wearing. Uh, you know, I'm 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 watching from the sidelines right now, and 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 uh, but I think the things that I'm seeing that he's doing, to me again, it 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 just equals, I think some good things. Now we got to wait to see if that's going to equate. In the spring game, by the way, did you hear about the NFL going to what we talked about? Going to a flag football format? Um, he told me about it yesterday. I looked at him almost in disbelief, like they're actually going to do it. Here's what I'll tell you. I actually think it's going to be more fun and more entertaining because the way it was before. And I'm not going to blame the guys. Hey, this game doesn't matter to me. Hey, it's just supposed to be fun. Why am I going to put, you know, my body and career on the line and go a million miles an hour? I get it. Uh, you know, for me, I only know one gear a million miles an hour, but I also never played in the Pro Bowl. Um, so I get why they did it the way they did it. Now, 
when you're playing flag football, I think guys are much likely to go much harder. And I think it's going to be much more entertaining mm. as a result of it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, if you, if you get a chance to see the guys without their pads on, running around, doing some things, moving in space is what I like to call it. You know, you'll start to probably see some big guys that can really move in space that normally you think he shouldn't be able to move like that. You know, and so I, I think it's going to be exciting to get those guys uh, moving around. And, and you do something different. I mean, it's it, it's all it is anyway is flag football. So it's like, why do anything different? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Georgia football team that beat this TCU team, do you rank them up with those great teams, back-to-back champion great teams? Well, I'm going I'm to give a two-part answer. The first part is going to answer a question you, you didn't ask, and then I'll answer the question you did ask. Uh, first of all, they're in a tier all of their own right now. Um, you know, Alabama can cry all they want. All, you know, if they if we go left out and yada, yada, yada. They're in a tier all by themselves when it comes to modern-day college football. Now, when you compare them, part B, my answer B to that question, to Nebraska, to 01 Miami, to 71 Nebraska, 05 Texas, if there's anybody I'm leaving out, 2019 LSU, I think there was a Clemson team that rolled Bama in a championship game. I think it was 16 or 17 Clemson, 15, I forget. No, I don't. I don't because uh, that kick goes differently versus Ohio State and they lose. I watched them play Missouri. They got outplayed for three quarters. Uh, I watched them play Akron. Obviously, they're better than Akron. They just weren't into that game. But that Nebraska team in 95, I mean, my gosh, you were on the freaking team. Nobody came within three touchdowns of you guys. Even the argument that people want to make for 0-1 Miami. I watched that 0-1 Miami team barely beat Virginia Tech by two points. They were going to lose to Boston College. They were up 12-7. to Boston College is going in to score. And a tip pass, Ed Reed takes back for a touchdown. They win 19-7. I will readily admit, 0-1 Miami, very possibly the most talented team of all time. But the results on the field will always bear out, in my opinion, 95 Nebraska, 71 Nebraska, 2019 LSU. Because nobody really came close. And even that LSU team, what, they beat seven top ten teams? Mm. So, to me, Georgia is in a tier all in, 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 a, in a by themselves right now in college football. But when you compare them to the all-time greats, you can't have some of the games that they had and expect to be, hey, we're better than these other teams that are all-time greats. Uh, to me, no, I do not, not personally. Because mm. uh, I'm hitting it hard and fast right now, big fella, while we get this segment in. Okay. Uh, Rouse betrayal. Thoughts? Say that again? The Rouse betrayal. And, or do you feel like it's a betrayal of him saying all the good stuff? We we got we got we got some doubters. We got some haters. We about to come in here and change everybody's mindset. Let's do this. And before we do this, hey, cue that up real quick, Bach. Hold on, let me let you listen to this. Cue that up. Okay, we'll let you listen to this, big fella, and then you can come back and tell me what you think about this. Now I've got my soft tissue out the way. I can go to my activation section, then you know, on my start section. And then we'll bring it up and start the lift. Uh, what's it doing? He is the one thing that wins. Yeah. yeah! You make mistakes with your headache. Uh, uh, they will go your way. John Mackey, we're on three. One, two, three. We're on. <laughs> so, 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 you know, you know who that is, right? 
Yeah, the Stanford lineman Rouse, who went to Oklahoma now. Right, that was reading a script as he's getting his team hype. He was reading a script. Now, I'll be quiet. What's your thoughts on this whole thing? It's interesting you called it a betrayal. So here's the deal. Ten years ago, Adam Carriker and the way I viewed the world has not changed from the way Adam Carriker right now views the world. What I've come to understand, though, is the world does not view the world the same way I do. I grew up, and I was raised by a small-town Nebraska boy, family farm, all that stuff. If you ever heard of Giltner, that's where my dad was born and raised, okay? He raised me that your word is your bond and your word is all you've got. And if you ain't got your word, you ain't got nothing. Mm. Okay, I have learned that that is not how uh, too many folks that I've experienced in my life, they do not view the world that way. They view it as I'm going to say what helps me, uh, I'm going to say what works best for me, and if it changes 10 seconds from now, I don't really care. And I have experienced that a lot in the past decade to decade and a half. Um, dude, I am heavily involved in youth sports. Kids flop teams all the time. Kids get poached and youth sports to, to middle school, to high school. So why would college be any different? Mm. Uh, there's people who say they're going to come to your house and they're going to do a job, and they never show. But guess what does show? The bill. Two weeks later, they still expect <laughs> to get paid. We live in a world where people's word doesn't mean anything. Um, I've finally come to admit that to myself. Uh, it's part of the reason my circle of friends is small. I don't care about popularity. I care about trust and people I can trust. And so when Rouse does that and then he flips three days later or two days later to Oklahoma, my response is, Okay, it's another day. That's just how the world is, unfortunately. I don't agree with it. I don't like it, but it doesn't surprise me. Okay, so couple couple kind of housekeeping deals. Bets, bets coming back. What's your thoughts on that? Um, two things. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm very excited because he's a talented guy. That goes without saying. Uh, I think, and I'm not the first one to say this, you got temper expectations. You know, uh, he took a year off from football for a reason, Okay. You're going to need to give him some time to get back into it, get back into it physically. Hopefully he's mentally more into it, more excited, whatever was going on. Um, hopefully that is behind him and he can focus on football because he's an uber-talented individual. But I, I would give him time and I would temper expectations for a while. And Matt Rule and his attitude of I'm going to develop guys may potentially be exact, exactly what Xavier Betts needs, but we'll see. No, I think you're right. Okay, IGC. Takes his name out of the portal. I was not aware of that. Uh, when did that happen? It just happened. Just happened. Literally. Okay, that's why I wasn't aware of it. On, on, uh, the, on the dime. Live action, big fella. I love it. Um, up to, I just got done working out. So I literally couldn't breathe five minutes before your call. So I just got my breath back, let alone knowing what's going on in the world. Um, you know. He's a guy who can make plays. He's a guy who's shown potential, um, you know, honestly. And it's a bit unfair. You know, I think of some of the turnovers or other things that kind of happen with him. They tend to stick out with me a little bit. But, you know, if he's a guy that wanted to come back and Matt Rule wanted him back, uh, I mean, we need some help at the receiver position. So getting bets and getting IGC, I mean, those are guys that can potentially help us at a spot where we need some help. Five-star linebacker from Georgia, M.J. Sherman, 6'2", 250. Hold up a minute. Let me say it one more time. 6'2", 250 is on his way to Nebraska. Thoughts? 
talent, obviously a talented guy. I mean, it goes without saying. You talk about his size. You talk about, you know, being a five-star guy and all that. There's not a lot of them every year coming out of high school. Um, it's interesting. I'll never forget what Mickey Joseph said. I think it was towards the end of the year when he was talking about um, needing to bring in O-linemen. And he, you know, preferred to go the JUCO route because sometimes when guys transfer, you know, there's a reason. And you have to do more research on guys like that. Now, you can point to guys like Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and all these other guys, uh, Caleb Williams, who've transferred and done incredibly well. So it goes both ways. Uh, what we're clearly getting is an uber, um, or a guy who's coming to Nebraska, as you mentioned, an uber-talented guy. And I'm excited to see you know, what could potentially happen. How does a three-year Georgia guy leave Georgia? Two-time national you know, champ. How does that happen? Is that 1890 so money? Goes, uh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That just kind of goes back to you got to do more research and you got to learn why. Um, you know, a JUCO guy, you can usually kind of figure out in about 10 minutes why he went JUCO, and it's easy. With a transfer portal guy, you know, um, you never know, and you got to do that research and find out. Hmm. Uh, where, do you, where do you think we rank in recruiting right now? What kind of job have Coach Rule and company have done so far? I think since he's gotten there, he's done really well. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Him leaving, I was like, oh, man. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. But um, what do you think happened, though, Adam? Think, what What do you think happened in that situation? Do you think he got more money at Oklahoma? Or, like, what would flip a guy three days before that's saying all the right stuff? You know, and you know what's funny is when he was talking about Nebraska after he committed, he was saying we already. We. we. Like, I love that. Like, he was already a part of Nebraska. Uh, random sidebar, when I was in D.C., uh, I was hurt, and I'd been out for a year, and I started to speak without even realizing it about the team on the show I was doing them, and I started referencing them as them and you, as opposed to we, because I no longer felt a part of the team. Mm. So when he started using we and he wasn't even here yet, and it was the other uh, media guys that pointed it out to me, I was like, oh, crap. I better stop doing that or the team might view me that way. But anyways, they released me anyways. It didn't matter. Uh, but I digress. So when he started saying we, I was like, man, I love that. You know, it's all speculatory at this point. I mean, what pops into most people's minds, and I'm no different, is they probably threw a bunch of money at him last minute. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's speculatory. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Oh, as far as your recruiting question, I, I think Matt Rule's done a great job and his staff have done a great job since they've gotten here. It's been a short amount of time, and I feel like they've busted their butt and they've done about as well as you could expect to this point. Do you think that with the 1890 – because he signed with 1890, correct? Bach, he's 1890? Who's that? He, Rouse originally signed with 1890? Or uh, no? I don't know if I – I didn't see that. So then, then there was no necessarily deal on the table. We don't know that. We don't know if it was a deal on the table or not. All we know is he flipped at the last minute. That had to mean something came up either at the last minute or more money came. Is this NIL going to lead us to um, not free agency but contracts in college football? I think so at some point. And what's interesting, um, something had to happen because – Athletes were just going to start to be offered more and more money. You know, the way it appeared, it was going a few months ago. And, I mean, I know people have deep pockets, but that can't last forever. And there's got to be boundaries. And what started to happen is the bigger programs, and Matt Rule's a part of this, 
saying, I'm not going to lead with the money. I may not offer you the most amount of money, but if you come here, we're going to develop you, and the best NIL you can get is this place called the NFL, and we're going to get you ready to play there, and that's where you can make the big bucks. So some of the bigger schools have come out and said, we may not offer you the most money. A smaller school might because they kind of have to. We can get you ready for the NFL. So that's the first thing I've noticed that's happening. Um, number two is contracts eventually. Or there's got to be some sort of rules and boundaries. And it is, it is going to lead, no matter what happens, it's going to lead to you know, essentially free agency. It's already kind of done that to a degree. But I think a lot of the bigger name brand schools have started to put the kibosh on that by saying, hey, we'll offer you a certain amount, but you'll get paid more once you get here and you show us what you can do, and then we'll get you the big bucks in the NFL one day by getting you there, getting you drafted higher than if you go to a small school and maybe take a little bit more NIL money. So I think some of the bigger name schools, and Matt Rule's a part of this, have kind of put the kibosh on that a little bit, at least the way it was headed. But I wouldn't be shocked if we're headed toward contracts in the near future either way. Uh, by the way, the old, old captain, Vershawn Jackson over here, went undefeated in NFL picks. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Nice. Undefeated. Dude, so, you, What were you thinking when Jacksonville was down 27 nothing? I shut the game off, dude. Well, 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 here's the deal. I turned it off, but you know as I know. It's the NFL. In, 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 the, yeah. in, in this league, we talked about this earlier, this league is getting ready to go uh, um, young. It's going young, period. Now, but before I, before, I don't want to get sidetracked. Dallas, Tampa Bay, who you like? Oh, man. Dang, really? Well, That's so tough? Dallas is so up and down, and they never show up in the playoffs, not since the mid-'90s. Thank you. Uh, I don't exactly have a whole lot of belief in the Bucks. Um, I'm going to go with Dallas, but, man, it ain't a whole lot of confidence at all. I will say this, not, not to backtrack too much, but the Jacksonville game, right. it's funny because I, to this day, remember the Bills-Oilers and that comeback. I think it was 92. Frank Reich was the quarterback. The Bills were down 35-2. to two. No, no, 90, was, 19. the largest comeback in NFL playoff game history, the second largest comeback in history. And when I shut off the Jaguars game, mm -hmm. I immediately thought of that game, and I was like, no, nah, Trevor Lawrence has looked so horrible. There's no, no way that's going to happen. Obviously, I was wrong. Right. Well, here's – here's anyway. you, you talked – that was that game was – that Buffalo-Houston early games was 1993, and – Crazy, okay. crazy story. My, 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 my girlfriend at the time is pregnant with my daughter, who gave me the four grandkids, okay. right? And I'm watching this game, thinking to myself, "Oh boy, Buffalo's absolutely destroying. This is crazy. Whatever, how, whichever way it went, opposite." And she starts to go into labor. We turn the TV off. Oh man, we turn the TV back on. I couldn't believe it. Seriously, yep. you, that was one of the craziest games ever. Now, you go back as a grown man and you watch that and you ask yourself, how does that happen? Well, look at the Jacksonville game. Yep. I mean, I, I, never in a million years I thought he was going to come back, but I actually picked Jacksonville because I looked at it like these young guys, they, the league is getting younger. 
Tom Brady, yep. to, I'm the only one picked Tampa. You know why I picked Tampa? Tom Brady? That's it. They got to give Tom Brady one more curtain call. He got one more game. I believe that they're going to upset Dallas in Dallas. It's over with. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I have no confidence in Dallas. I've just every time I've watched the Bucks this year, they've looked awful. And admittedly, it's only been about three or four games, so maybe I just watched the wrong games. But no, nah, they looked awful. No, 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 no. I watched them too. <laughs> <laughs> I am in concurring with you. They look terrible. But it's Brady. It's the Bucks. And I just think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, being in, in the NFL, and the NFL is a business. And the business likes to see a young, uh, uh, an old Tom Brady against a young, what's the quarterback? We got his little brother? Dak. No, Purdy. Dak. Purdy. I'm looking past Dallas. I'm saying oh. that storyline to me is better. You know what I mean? Purdy, the up-and-coming guy. Because San Francisco is probably the best team right now. They got to be at the top. Give me another guy. Who's better than San Francisco? Who's going to be San Francisco? The Chiefs. That, the who? Chiefs, uh, the Eagles. I'm not saying they're going to, but I'm just saying the teams I think it'll come down to. Chiefs, San Francisco, Eagles, and then the winner of the Bengals-Bills, which neither one of those teams look great this weekend, though. Yeah, I like the Bengals. Again, up and coming, up and coming quarterbacks. I think is the theme this year. So, big fella, you got anything I else? Question. I, yeah, I got to. Okay, well, hold hold that thought. Okay. Let me do a station ID real quick. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com on the internet. KNTK FM Firth ninety three seven. The ticket. Okay. No, my question, uh, it's interesting. You talk about Brady versus Purdy potentially, but, you know, Brady grew up a Niners fan. He wanted to go to the Niners when he left the Patriots, and the Patriot, or the Niners said no, which is how he ended up at the Bucks. There's a whole bunch of storylines. But here's my question, because I've noticed a growing amount of, of comments on this, and it's not a ton. So when I say growing, it's gone from one to, like, three or four. Are you one of those guys that's starting to think the NFL is scripted? Because I'm starting to see that a lot more, and that just blows my freaking mind. Off the air, I'll talk to you, character. No, I'm just playing. It's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, character. Hey, character. That's one of our off the air two hour conversations. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I, I, I do think I do, I do think it's scripted. I think, I mean, you know, again. I just, yeah, I have to talk to you off the air. I don't want to sway people one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're talking about repping, man. It wasn't scripted when I was there. I know that for sure. Those old linemen were coming off the same no matter what team I was playing for. <laughs> right. Well, you got the, you, you saw the Zebras. The Zebras can control the game if they want to. couple oh, bad true. calls. Oh, last thing. Hold on, hold on. What are your thoughts on Bosa making those two boneheads? You played that position, right? You at the top of your career in a in a in a in a playoff game, do you make those two de de bonehead decisions? So again, I didn't watch the end of the game. I shut it off, and I just happened to tw check Twitter right before I went to bed and saw uh, the score. And there was a highlight of the field goal kick to win the game. That's that's all I've seen of the game. I don't. I've heard of the Bosa boneheaded things, but I haven't seen it, so I can't speak on it. Yeah, he slammed his helmet down, helmet down one time. 
You know you can't take your helmet oh, off man. on the field and slam it down and have a temper tantrum. What? And then he comes yeah. right back because the, you're a defensive guy. You know this. Offensive guys hold on every single play. Yes, you guys cheat. I know. Exactly. So <laughs> you you know why he got the next one? Because he was well, mad he that was he got held. Are you kidding me? You cost your team a game because of that? And you're the top of the food chain when it comes to defensive tackles and defensive ends. How's that? Yeah, Will you ever think you'd make that mistake? Oh, okay, so it's tough. Because sitting at home on the couch watching these games, as, as you well know, is a whole lot different than being in the heat of the moment. We were playing the Cowboys, I think my last year in D.C. on a Monday night, and their tackle was holding the crap out of me. Just I, I had holes in my jersey. Um, and I finally said something, and it was Ed Hockley, you know, the guy who does like a million push-ups or whatever, or looks like he does. And I go, dude, he's holding me. And he looks at me and he goes, you don't know what holding is. And without realizing what I said, V-Jack, I go, well, neither do you. Look <laughs> at your job. And I couldn't believe what came out of my mouth. It just happened without me realizing it. He just stared at me. And it was like that warning, like, you say, you say one more word or you breathe how I don't want you to breathe and I'm throwing a flag. So I just turned around and walked away. So I can't say that I, I would like to think that I wouldn't do it. But in the heat of the moment, dude, I... I couldn't believe what came out of my mouth, but it came out before I realized it in the heat of the moment. So I can't sit here and judge Bosa because I might have done the same thing as much as I like to think that I wouldn't have. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I I would think that a Bosa would have more – keep his head in the game more than letting himself in that heat of the moment do two penalties that yielded 30 yards and you lost on a – how long a field goal? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I yeah. just wanted to get your 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 feedback on that because I thought that that was like you talking about scripted, right? Yeah. Well. Well. You ever thought you see Bosa <laughs> throwing a temper tantrum with his helmet? You do you would you allow your son? He's just playing football to get so angry on the in the game that he takes his helmet off and starts slamming it on the ground. No, I, I wouldn't let him do that. Um, then how is Nick he, Bosa? If he did, he'd be in trouble. Right? How do you think Nick Bosa? That's what I'm saying. Why would Nick Bosa do that? That That's all I'm saying. I get it. I get it. Football's an emotional game. But guess what? Coach Osborne used to tell us this all the time. The second man gets caught all the time. If you just get your hands down, they're going to get a big penalty, and it's going to cost them. Guess what? Miami? They did exactly that. Big penalty. Let me ask. Go ahead. Let me ask you because you know I've heard of the the, the Christian Peter thing, okay? Uh-huh. Um, and and I've seen that halftime speech from Osborne, and he, he's obviously right, and obviously it played out in that game. The man's a freaking wizard, okay? Obviously, uh, and I mean that in the best way possible when it comes to Coach Osborne. But Christian Peter, okay. He was as fiery as they come. Mm-hmm. Would you have ever guessed that he would be the guy to not respond and get, and and so Miami gets the penalty instead of Nebraska? I mean, how surprised were you by that? Because he was a very fiery individual. Well, I wasn't surprised at all because the one thing that I know about Christian was whatever Coach Osborne said, he was willing to give his left 
testicle for Coach Osborne. <laughs> and you guys oh, in man. here better get up because that guy would do anything for any one of us in this room. So we got to go out there and run through the brick wall, put the computer through our head. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, he – so everything Coach Osborne said, he held it up on a pedestal. So when Coach was – we all did. When Coach told us that, I promise you, everybody in the room, here's the problem. If you had been the guy that went against what Dad said, it wasn't going to be only Dad that was going to deal with you. You're going to have to deal with these other guys. Yeah. Because you didn't put your hands down. I tell you what, man, I I grew up a huge fan of, of Christian because of his passion, his motor. But because I've watched that play, I've, watched, I've actually watched it with my son because my son's very fiery. Mm. It's funny you asked me about him responding. Mm-hmm. He's very fiery. Mm. And I'm trying to, my wife actually just had a conversation of how do we walk that line of letting him be a competitor? Because learning how to compete in of itself is a skill. So you've got to let him have a certain amount of fieriness, yet at the same time, learn how to control it. And so I've actually shown my son that very pl- – I've shown him Osborne's halftime speech, and I've shown him that play, and I said of all the guys on that defense, Christian Peters, as fiery as they came, yet he had the discipline to not respond because of what his coach said. So I'm trying to teach my son this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Dude, nobody on our football team wants to line up across from Jacob because he goes so hard. There's only one kid who will willingly do it. Everybody else runs because Jacob's a borderline maniac between the whistles. He, ha- he switches the switch off when practice is over, but when it's on, nobody wants to touch him mm. uh, because he goes so hard. And so I'm trying to teach him to walk that line. And, dude, I tell you, even watching it back with my son, uh, my respect level for Christian, and in that moment, knowing how hard that moment is to not respond, my respect level for him went through the roof even all these years later watching it again. Yeah, no, big time. Now, and, and, and to your defense, when you say of all the guys, we were that same way too. Of all the guys that get their hand down, the leader, the most, the craziest one on the football team got his hands down. But he was at that point, you got to think he was a junior. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was a junior. So he don't make that mistake because he knew he was going to have to deal with Raymakers. He knew he was going to have to deal with the uh, 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 Perella. He knew he was going to have to deal with uh, one of the, some of these other guys that was on there. And by the way, I made a mistake. Tampa Bay. Dallas goes to Tampa Bay. So I'm sorry I switched it up. It'll be fun to watch. You got America's team. Uh, that still annoys me. And you, you got the go. So it'll be interesting to watch. That's why they put it on Monday night, obviously. Yes, sir. Any last words, man, before we check out of here, big fella? No, I've missed you. I appreciate you having me, and I look forward to next week. Man, appreciate it. That's Adam Carricker live. The ticket, 93.7 The Captain. We'll be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.